I am unashamed. What about you? They had a wagon pulled up there in front of the First Baptist Church and with hay, and I got up on the back of the... People gathered up out there on the street, and I fireballed them. <laughs> you were my way. You were you were in a wagon in Bernice. Yeah, it, was, it was it was it was about. Did you do like a duck call thing or something? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a eighteen hundred type. You know, some guy preacher comes up out of the woods and you know gets. Well, there's, a, gets there's a, a log cabin from eighteen sixty five. Oh yeah, that I found. Yeah. You think that's where you were? Yeah. It's a, well, I was I was <laughs> on Main Street. <laughs> Main Street, Bernice, Louisiana. I was out there on the street. Uh, so that was a up on a was wagon. There, was there a big I'm crowd on, there? I'm oh, on, it was a big crowd. I'm gonna go try to find that place and see if they'll let. Did me you remember when you were speaking that your one of your sons was born there? Did you remember that? Did you know? Yeah, that? I knew Willie was born there. You know, oh, what? I'm surprised that you knew that, Phil. Well, well, that was from a bad era. Well, but, somebody told me he was born there, or I wouldn't have known it. But I mean. You think it was Kay that told you that? Huh? You think Kay told you that? Probably. Well, I had that baby. Where were you at? Bernie. Right. You weren't there. That's right. But later, you're speaking in a wagon that's on an old place. I'm going to go look in. I've in a wagon 30 years. That's, that's pre well, it's an interesting. Pre-conversion, Willie's birth, post-conversion, me preaching on the wagon. I need to get this show just to go back and follow y'all around oh my goodness. years ago. That's what I'm saying. But look, so here's what I remember about it. This is, I don't, Dad, you probably won't remember this either. So Willie was about, he was a baby, and he had he had bad croup when he was a baby and a kid. Yeah. So he had to go back in the hospital, same one he was born in, in Bernice. But I still have just such a strong visual, because they had him back in those days, he was under a tent. Hmm. It was like a little pup tent over his bed. And he was little. I mean, he was only a year or two old because we were still living up in that area. Yeah. So he was just a baby. But he had a real bad croup. And I just remember visiting him in the hospital, you know. And, of course, you're too young to remember it, Jason. I was probably I about seven or eight. Yeah. But <clears throat> Well, it all's, it's all making sense now. Well, now, I, now there's a faded sign, home of Willie Robertson. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have a deep thought this morning. You ready oh. for Jace's? Deep thoughts by deep, Jace. Deep thoughts. So I go get my uh, my phone from the from surgery and you know intensive care whatever I was I was in the in the bowels of you the dream this no this is real life Phil yeah. uh, I told you last time we were together you dream this my phone when I got a new phone it caused problems with the email on my computer yep. and and basically neither one were functional. So you had to drop it off at the nerds that work yeah. for Duck Commander. So Duck Commander, all the tech people, <laughs> See, I walked you're a lot in nicer there. Than and me. look, I bought them lunch. I mean, well, look I, at you. Well, I've just noticed that $20 bills gets people excited about <laughs> whatever you want them to And by the way, that's you know. that's a worldwide phenomenon because I've traveled all over the world. A $20 yeah. bill will yeah. do a lot well, of things. I yell some lunch. And uh, so... I go pick it up yesterday, but it, it did make me, this is not the deep thought yet, but I did think, you know, I think a business idea that would work is if you created a hospital for phones. I, and I'm never going to do this. That's why I'm throwing it out, but you can do it. I think they've got I that think, already. Do they? Yeah. Do they have hospitals? They got it, don't they, Josh? Yeah. It's like a, it's got like a red cross on it. They've already done it. 
That's embarrassing. You know what Solomon said? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's real. It justify the name of it. Well, you know what I had the idea is because when I went through the with my teenage kids, I had a policy that you had to turn your phone in. I've talked about it before, but yeah. you had to turn your phone in when you came in if you were under the age of 18. The phone gets turned in here. But I noticed about those kids, they were so attached to it that the 10, they had to walk 10 steps. That was the, that 11th step. <laughs> they would always pause. I just noticed it. And I was like, so then I started implementing that in my speech. I was like, take 11 steps <laughs> and forget it. Because they, they would take five and they would stop. It's like, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> they did not want to be away from that phone. They literally. They, 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 it's like they were, they were, in their mind, it had become part of their. It's their part of their vanity. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, part it, of their. It's, you it's say, sad. Five really. steps, you say, I'm leaving part of my arm, my, <laughs> my brain. It, it. And you know what I noticed? They they come by and just just look over there at it. it look just to I make just sure it was still there. Monitored their behavior about that phone. <laughs> And that is why I was telling the guy yesterday, I had two one hour a piece. One of them was a little hour and 15 minutes. And the other was an hour. That's long for them. Uh, and they were somewhere, they were in California. But Phil, if uh, you hadn't had it, but I was talking to them back and forth. But when we got to the point about how do you get this book, where do you get it? I said, that, that is a good question. Where do you get the book? I said, well, I'm not, a, I've never owned a computer or anything and no cell phone. So, yeah. So I said, I said, Dan, what what would be the wordage to, for so someone can buy this book? And Dan was lip syncing on me, you know. He was basically. <laughs> for those of you who are listening, Dan, Dan's doing his hands as yeah. a set of lips. Uh, yeah, it, but you don't know said, it. That and means. they were like, they said, "You've never had a cell phone." Yeah, I said, "Not yet." <laughs> so is that the name of the deal? CPR. CPR cell phone repair. But That's it's like clever. CPR, right? Like, like the. Oh, well, this wasn't my deep phone thought, is but dead. I thought that would work as a business, but I guess someone's already. Well, thought you remember that. what Solomon said? There's nothing new, Dad. Because I was saying I think that the, kind of attachment to a device, no matter what it is, is a little much. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Not but him. here was my I mean, deep it's thought. Part of their conscience. Here was my deep thought. If I didn't have to work with it, I wouldn't have one. But I have to, I don't enjoy just being on it. No, but it, I have can to I give my can I give my deep? You thought? can all right, deep. All right, so so what happened was they fixed they had everything fixed by by the time I went back up there. But then what is everything? Well, <laughs> yeah. I could yeah, get, what is everything? You said they had everything <laughs> fixed. Well, now it's well, just one thing. It's a little thing about that long. Because I'm going to try to get into the details of this, and you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, I, I, when you started the conversation, I don't have any idea. My hot spot. He's already there. <laughs> my hot spot wouldn't work. You ever had well, your hot spot not work? <laughs> I've never left anything where a group of individuals were hovered around it, and everybody's talking about what can we do to fix it's it. It's like a surgery. No, my email, my email wouldn't work, and my hot spot wouldn't work. So my email wouldn't work on my phone. What's the what's the hotspot? What is that? Well, that's why I said I don't want to get into this because you're you're not. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> so anyway, let's just say I had some problems. Yeah, well, how would you define a hotspot? By the way, I've I, I'm, I just took a quick glance at my toes all the way up. I, I, I don't think I have a hotspot. 
like a button you could punch and what? It gives you heat? I don't yeah. know. Well, it's an interesting name. Some kind of heater? Can you help me explain hot spot to <laughs> They'll think <laughs> about it. Send, send us a text on the phone if y'all think of that. You know, if you so, think about it, out, uh, this is... Well, never, we have Jace our own is, nerds here today, to by the way. What Jace is oh. talking about, it is interesting that... Oh my that, goodness. That now in a in the computer world that I live in, and you know, being not a, having one, <laughs> it's kind of interesting to know that, that there's a whole there's a Lingo. complete uh, whole vocabulary group of yes. vocabulary that goes with these, That's these right. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree with so that. So like a person like me, when all people new. are talking about him. I'm I'm out of the loop. I, I'm like it's a whole new vocabulary that's risen up in 20 years. That's what I'm saying. Like where I'm going with this with the talk. <laughs> so anyway, they fixed that. If we that. ever get there. But another problem developed. Oh boy. So we now have what do you call that? So like it's like they did a, a side effect. There's a side effect to the corrective surgery that happened. <laughs> So all my recent contacts, and most of them were from the TV show because they're the most recent. You know, now I have all these TV people in my phone. It it no longer recognized them in my phone. So I just have these random numbers. People start texting me, and I'm like, "Who is this guy?" And then I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. That I've already put them in my phone, but now it's not registering their name." So I'm like, "What's happened?" <laughs> So I call the, I call the geeks. You're back to the doctor. I'm, I say, okay, look, everything that we worked on, the surgery went great, and it's now functional. <laughs> However, a byproduct of that is now I can't recognize half the contacts in my phone. It's just a number. So it was like a, hmm. <laughs> By the well, way, you never like it when your doctor goes, hmm. No. What I'm saying is, is where do we, where do we go from here? Because I watched. You know, I watched CB walkie-talkie, first telephone, telephone, walkie-talkie, CB trucker, breaker, breaker, and and they're running up and down the road conversing with each other. Then it jumped, but when it made this jump to to the cell phone, first thing I thought, I wonder what the truckers are doing, because the breaker, breaker. (laughs) One nine. Yeah, yeah, that's not. What's your 20? What's your 20? I did a, see a trucker the other day was going which, 50 miles an hour on the interstate in the wrong lane. And I was like, because I hate to pass. On He was in the passing lane. Right. So I, he's going 50 miles an hour. And so I got up beside him. I looked up, and he was on a cell phone. Oh, boy. And I was like, hey, get back to your CB radio. Your <laughs> call's a wreck. Yeah. Blew the horn, you know. And then he looked up like, what are you blowing so How many wrecks do you think is associated uh, directly with the cell phone? Deadly. It's deadly. I mean, right. sadly, it's very deadly. So I'm getting to my hmm. deep thought. So you know what the Man, I'm getting the, old. the phone uh, expert told me to do? Turn your phone off. And I, power it back up. I would have known now, this. So here's my deep, that's my only move. Here's I my have. deep thought because last night Missy and I was going to watch a movie. Turn it and, off and, to get it back on. What, what? You know what? It hit me. I thought even in cell phones and in technology, the way to fix things is a death, a burial, and a resurrection. <laughs> that's my deep thought yeah, for that's the day. Pretty good. You you've got this has to die. Yep. And we got to give it a they she she you said gotta give it, it ten seconds. And I was like, is that the burial process? That's where it hit me on yeah. this deep thought. Yep. And then you. It's a fair assessment. And then it 
you, it, now they call it reboot, but you know, reboot. What does that actually mean? It dies, or you say, "Oh no, my phone died." Oh no, that's healthy for the phone. <laughs> it needs to go through this process of turning off. Because one of my sons last time when I was having some other problems, he said, "Well, th- these problems are because you never turn it off." And I was like, "Well, why would I turn it off?" I can because sil- I always silence my phone and right. it's never loud because it reboots it. Well, we have a ritual with your mother, you know, whatever old age is keeping in. We have a ritual because every day, you know, her little phone is about like that small. <laughs> yeah, it's a flip phone. So she loses <laughs> her phone. So every day she comes in. Turn off, turn off the TV for a minute. Uh, we don't want the air conditioner going. <laughs> I need to be able to hear this. I walked in on this this so morning. So everybody stops. <laughs> Al saw it this morning. Everybody stops. Miss Kay then calls herself. To find her phone. She gets on another phone, calls herself, and she's running around. <laughs> I hear it. And Well, guess what? That's she said, war- guess where it was in a drawer? I said, why would you put it in a drawer? She yeah. said, I don't know, I don't remember, but I put it in a drawer, and then I, it, damn, it rigs. But every day, the hunt's on. Everybody Hell, gets that quiet. is a worldwide epidemic. Look, we did the <laughs> same thing on my phone one time, and get the, the most obscure place to do the thing. You know where my phone was? In the freezer. <laughs> I went in the freezer to get something, left and I exchanged my phone for it, and then closed it. Well, I would think that's not this good Kate found hers, found hers in a refrigerator <laughs> maybe, maybe on the front porch. Maybe that's where the problem started. She went out there to get something out of the, the, the front porch refrigerator. Yeah. Erroneously, she set her phone down yeah. inside the, the what we call an icebox refrigerator. <laughs> she set that down in there, and then we went around, and finally we could hear it, but we couldn't. We finally, so we finally zeroed in. I said, it sounds like it's coming out of this refrigerator, which I know is impossible, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so we open it up, and there it is beside the milk and the cream. There's, well, there there's the phone. I mean, it's well, a common I was, problem. Well, it was comical. Let's take a break. So, Dad, uh, one of our favorite uh, sponsors is a group called Omega XL. And um, we've been taking this product for a pretty good while, and it's a. And I've been, I've given it uh, uh, to some people to try, and so a lot of people now are buying this product because it works, you know. And it especially helps with the aches and the pains. Uh, this product uh, helps you, you as your body when you're young. You produce something called SPMs, which keeps your joints healthy. But as you get older, your body, you know, slows down in that production, and so this product is what helps rejuvenate those joints and muscles uh, when you get those aches and pains. 360 joints we have, which I didn't realize that until they said this. So it's a great product. Um, If you go to OmegaXL.com, you buy one bottle, you're going to get a second bottle for free. OmegaXL.com slash Al. My first tagline, I'm so proud, Josh. OmegaXL.com slash Al uh, to, to check this product out. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888 and help those joints. It was comical today. I'm saying it's not worth the trouble. That's what I... I You're actually making a pretty good point. No, I I agree. But you need it too. You don't have to have one, which I don't. So why why would I... It would be... Debatable. More confused. Life's confusing <laughs> enough without adding that to it. 
Well, you're good because someone else has to have one well, near you. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's debatable because you're actually getting the benefits without. And you have a built-in nerd. So a couple of things. Either you got to have one of the cell phones or a eunuch. Oh. I got the eunuch, no problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. eunuch, I guess, would be optional. So use your cell phone to connect your computer to the Internet. That's the official definition from our crack staff. On, that's on that's hot a hot spot. spot. You use, use your, your phone cell phone yeah, to, to connect, connect your computer to mm-hmm. the Internet. Because I couldn't get my emails on my computer because my hotspot wouldn't work to, to use because when I'm, I'm out of town all the time. So all are making life far, far too complicated. Uh, well, I was, I was, Have we taken our break? Yeah, we did. I'm feeling better <laughs> by talking just, to y'all just, who have computers. Just think that this is a whole part. of You have brain cells that are not having to be used to deal with any of this stuff. That's right. So, I mean, you're blessed. You're a blessed man. And don't feel bad. I didn't know what they were talking about either. And I have one. I've had one for years. Yeah. So so I leave from over there. Mom is, is talking to me literally to the truck and to come over here to do the podcast. And she's got some workers doing some stuff on her front porch. But she's on the other end of the porch. And she calls me before I get over and she says, the, the workers are they're shooting guns over. They must have a snake over there. And I was like, well, I just left there. I, I didn't, they were just working. And she was like, well, no, I hear them. They're shooting a gun. And then I thought of it. I said, mom, that's a nail gun. <laughs> it's a gun of sorts. <laughs> it is a gun, but they're just, they're nailing stuff up. She said, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Well, I needed a gun this morning. So I get out and I hear, I hear this. It was one of these geese that somebody in the neighborhood, they put two geese in the neighborhood pond. And it, but it was like a cry of pain, and I thought, why would that goose be doing that? So I'm walking toward the water. I hear the goose. Something catches my attention, and I look, and there's a fox uh-huh. in the sneak position on my neighbor's chicken house. But I didn't have a gun. So you're yeah. wa- you're watching the uh, the uh, attempt in progress. Well, the goose is on a log. <laughs> Sending out the alarm, you know. <laughs> He's trying to let the, the chickens. fox has got his butt to the goose. He's like, "I'm going after the chickens." But they were. What disturbed me is that fox looked at me and just like continued his. Yeah, it, most I would have thought he would have just run off. He I didn't. Think that's what happens when you're in a neighborhood. They get domesticated. That's like right. That. Not, he wasn't worried about you. Yeah. Because he's thinking, I'm fine here. You know what I did? The only thing I could think of, because I thought there's no way I'm going to get to the gun. I mean, I am I just took off running right after. And he took off in. You know, I just. <laughs> so the old saying, the, there's a fox in the hen house. That's well, it was a, daylight, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was just after daylight. Well, the I, thing is, though, if he's creeping around in daylight, Jace, you may have got him today, but he's going to get them chickens. Oh, he's going to get them. <laughs> yeah, well, and look, I've, I've already got been, a project. I've yeah. already been by your neighbor's house when there was a bloodbath there once before. Yeah. Well, I know who did it, you know. I, I know. sent him a text, and I was like, I just, you know, ran a fox out. He was out of town, actually. It's a great family. but He was like, oh, no. <laughs> And so he said, how many casualties? So I sent him a text. I was like, actually zero. The, you know, they were locked. Well, the last time it happened, Lisa and I were walking by their house. <coughs> we were walking in the neighborhood. And I heard the office wailing and crying. And 
I mean, it, it scared me. I thought, you know, I went up and I knocked on the door because I thought something had happened to one of them. It was awful. And and Katie opened the door, and of course she's crying. And I said, "Is it? Are you okay? Is is there something we can do?" She's and then she she was just had to gather herself, and the kids are wailing and on the floor. She said, "Our chickens." And I looked over. I, I looked over, and it was just a bloodbath yeah. in their chicken coop. Oh, and man. but I mean, they took it like very personal. Well, they, look, you know, you get attached to them, and, and they work it like, like they have all that. So they teach their boys how to. Do stuff. I mean, yeah. they're a great family. I, I love. Yeah, they're in a subdivision <laughs> with paved roads going everywhere, but it's a it's a glimpse of the past. It is. It is. And they try. Well, to... What's funny is, you know, before our little duck show, that it was frowned upon to have farm animals in the because in, they. <laughs> we had an way. episode about. That. And now they, you know, <clears throat> they were so embarrassed that they removed that rule. <laughs> That's right. But they, it's like they did it because now it's like organically cool. Right. So, I mean, who knows? But I don't even know who's in charge anymore of all that. Oh, is there's John, somebody. Is it Johnny? I think he is. Yeah, which is Willie's father-in-law. Yeah. Because it used to be Randy, but we bought Randy's house, so he was he was on the show. I think Johnny. I but. guess it must be Johnny. So, Dad, uh, Chuck, one of our listeners, <clears throat> sent me a verse, <clears throat> and uh, I want to read it to you. Some one of our listeners finally found the verse for what department in seawater? You know, you're always saying oh, that we have yeah. a verse. Yeah, there was. Needs. So there is a proof text for for your uh, what department in saltwater? It's is Isaiah twenty three four. And listen to this, Isaiah twenty three four. Be ashamed, O Sidon, and you, O fortress of the sea, for the sea has spoken. And then in quotes, this is the sea speaking. I have neither been in labor nor given birth. I have neither reared sons nor brought up daughters. I've never read that before. I was not familiar with that, but I have used the, the argument. What department in salt water? You know, Isaiah 23.4. But I was on the right track. And in the Bible, the sea says, I have birthed no one. I have reared no, no children. I don't make life. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> so some? excellent work. To, uh, we, have a, we have a great. Karl uh, Marx, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler. You know, I've I already forgot the three things. Uh, get them confused on the age of the earth uh, was the first one. You know, tell them to depend on salt water, the fountain of life. If, if you're going to take over their mind, yep. start there. Yeah, get rid of God. Yeah, all these, all these dictators that kill millions and millions of people, they said embrace what Karl Marx said. Yep. That's right. You ha well, you have uh, to. What was his name? Not Karl Marx. Uh, he embraced it. Uh, you're talking about Darwin? Darwin. Yeah. Charles Darwin. You, you embrace what he said, and you can win them over. And, and Darwin even said in, his, in the theory of evolution that it's just a theory. It's a theory. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he said that. Well, I you got know? a letter from. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I spoke with Tallahassee. Thank you back. for that 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 verse, yeah, though, my man. That was Chuck. Chuck. I spoke in Tallahassee a while ago, and so my in-laws evidently had a friend that's from Tallahassee, and they were going to go, but they couldn't for some reason. Gave their tickets to their maybe nephew or you know young yeah, guy. Yeah. And. Uh, but she sent a letter, and she's like, he had never made a decision, even though he'd been raised in church, he never made a decision to accept Jesus. But it just, in the letter, it was like, 
there was something in the speech that I gave that was his problem with not pursuing Jesus, and it was all around creation. It was a long letter, but it's very encouraging. Yeah, but because uh, the letter was like the more he thought about it. Because I do a little, especially at community events. I mean, look, the power's in the gospel and what Jesus did. That was God's idea. But if you can disarm some of these these crazy arguments about what how we got here, because some people, it's kind of like when we talked about idolatry. In his mind, he had it worked out to where creation, as the Bible says, wouldn't work in his mind. So therefore, he's nullifying everything else. However, a few simple humanity questions. How'd you get here? Yep. You know, going through the, I went through the deal about the explosion. It's like, I mean, y'all saw from our duck show, we blew up a lot of things, <laughs> and I have blown up a lot of things. I've never had an explosion go off and then it turn into perfect order <laughs> and chemistry. <laughs> and, and that's what you're selling me? <laughs> That nobody made the explode, no intellect, and we have an explosion, and it sets in motion a chain of events that it creates, creates everything we see. Harmony and complete life and order on a planet with all these features that are down to the detail as far, you know, even being a far enough away from the sun. Oh, the tilt of the earth. Gravity, tilt, the tilt. Gravity and life and it. This happened from an explosion? That's what you're going with? And then try to get me to believe, which is just too much, mm-hmm. and point to a gigantic pool of water. Three-fourths of the thing is water. And just point out there and you say, and that that came out of the explosion it does. Uh, is, is, is our maker. And then your Salt exes, water made us. I'm like, your, I said, that's hard to believe, man. Then your exit strategy is that, you know, you die. Yep. Can't no U-Hauls behind the hearse. You can't. Can't take anything can't with take it. Can't take So, oh, well, we we're going to evaporate in the energy. The energy that wasn't there that caused the explosion, <laughs> but can be there now. <laughs> Just hovering someplace. <laughs> so I did. This is my speech. I'm like, this is what you're going with. This is what you're basing your decisions on. Hang on you're betting your life on it. Let's so take anyway. Let's take a break. So one of our uh, sponsors uh, is a, a group called Forty Days for Life, uh, and they're a great volunteer organization. Uh, they they're what I would call frontline pro life folks. Uh, and this is, of course, a, a battle that's been going on for now over 40 years, almost 50 years uh, in our country. So they've uh, they've come up with a, uh, a great way to be able to help you kind of in the debate about abortion and life. Because a lot of times, you know, people struggle with, well, how do I talk to my friends? How do I talk to my family? How do I talk to my people at work? And they, this book is called What to Say When? The Complete New Guide to Discussing Abortion. Uh, very good, very well done. We had Sean, uh, who, who's the head of this group, on our podcast. And uh, just, again, I can't say enough good things about him. Lisa is involved, does some writing for him. So it's very timely, and, of course, with everything we have going on in the country. So it's What to Say When, the complete new guide to discussing abortion, how to change minds and convert hearts in a brave new world. Go to 40 Days for Life store, which is on, on their website, 40daysforlifegear.com. 
and you get 20% off uh, their books and all their other gear if you use the code DUCK. So uh, 20% off all books and gear. Use the code DUCK, 40daysforlifegear.com. So anyway, somewhere in that, I mean, I wasn't making fun of it. I'm just like, this is what they're teaching. Because I did it because, look, this they say it's a college town. And I'm like, so what do you go to college for? Learned, well, you go to high school, what, to learn stuff. And then somebody says, oh, wait, a oh, wait, you need to learn some more stuff. So you go learn some more stuff. Then you go out there and you can't get a job. And they're like, why? You know stuff. Yeah, but you got to know the right people. <laughs> you know, it's not how much you know it's who you know we all heard that you get in with the right person well, what happens if you get in with the wrong person you, know, you wind up in jail or you should so i did all that show and then what you finally make some money so you can do what retire then what that's it this is your plan this is what you're teaching that's it and you know it's interesting because when i was i went to college most of my college years were after i had gone to school of preaching and was working with the church i was going back to knock out my degree so i'm older i'm in my 30s and and firmly in faith so i'm sitting there listening to my college professor describing the theory of evolution and it was really great because you know I got to hear what they're laying out, and they and they were basing this whole big thing off of this bone, leg bone, that they found in Africa, and they recreated this whole person around a leg bone that was this person called Lucy. And we spent we spent two weeks talking about Lucy, who was built out of a leg bone, and I was sitting there thinking so. I mean, it just the whole thing is built on you. Somebody found a leg bone, and so we're going to build a whole person that that was the connector from the animal world to being a human being. But I mean, this person and it, and was it miraculously in. all stopped connecting. I mean, this guy believed it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to him, it seemed to make perfect sense. And and I was just, I was like, you were just describing. I was just sitting there thinking, this is this is what you got. I mean, they shovel it, and people look. The reason people are open to it because then, if that's true, that means you can live however you want to. Right. It's just harder. Look, living a surrendered life is just harder. Yeah. It's harder to say, you know what? I just, I really don't. I, I don't know what happened here outside of God making. I mean, there, it's just too complicated right. to try to work. And so you can swallow all that stuff if you want to just live however you want to. I mean, that's it's your life. Well, I've got a little more. I guess respect you'd call it, I guess a little more understanding of an agnostic who says, I don't really, I don't want to go Bible and all that, but there has to be something out there. I mean, that person is not a full blown atheist. It was like, it all came from evolution. It's just nonsensical. I mean, (laughs) these crazy heads, I mean, a lot of them in Hollywood, they're just like, Oh, that's, you know, we're the energy that floats around. and But there was no intelligence before. It just doesn't add up, you know? I think I, a lot of those conversations, Jace, are happening while people are taking drugs and smoking yeah. pot or whatever. Like, everybody's got uh, everybody's got all kinds of big ideas when everybody's stoned. I, I think, but I, no, I think it's more about success. <coughs> the more successful you are, the, is how, how much money, the smarter you think you are. That's true. And then you're like... We're, we're actually, we are the gods, because they're living like a god on earth in their mind. and They have plenty of money. They feel like they're controlling the world c- culture and what they create. 
the problem is they can't, even though they probably had every plastic surgery known to man, <laughs> at some point, it's just going to stop work. It's it's not going to work anymore. <laughs> What'd you say, Dad? Check that neck. You can't do anything about the neck. And really, it doesn't <clears throat> produce joy. It, it's a sense of hollowness there, and yeah, because you can't. It doesn't bring joy. I mean, the fastest thing that's ever happened to me is to live seventy five years. Look back. Look back at my little childhood. A glimpse of my childhood, and look. From the time I remember when I was a little boy to right now, added up 75 years. Al, I'm telling you, it was like this. Just that quick. So when James says it's a vapor, I mean, a wisp. I am shocked that the 75 years went so rapidly. Yep. I'm shocked. I thought, man, this one shot deal with the Almighty, winner take all, I'm looking at it, and boy, now I have a deep, deep respect yep. for what these texts say in this Bible. Yeah. Because it's... You know, written. we haven't heard a word from God as far as anything written down since these writings we have here in the New Testament. Right. God has not said another word. Right. He's saying, you know, in the past, God worked with the prophets through many times, various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. So the last word we have from God is... Pay attention to what Jesus said. He ain't going to stay long. I he didn't so. stay but 33 years, which was, I mean, about that quick. Half. And, less yeah. than half of where and you think that's why gone. Said Jesus said, I mean, he is the word. Yeah. That, so I think yeah. when he said in the beginning. We have everything to gain. We have absolutely nothing to lose except mischief and mayhem and <laughs> hell on earth. So we, we, we kind of retreat back and we, we follow Jesus, you know, and it's, it's a pretty exciting ride. I mean, or that persecution comes from it and all that. We take it in stride. So, yep, yep, we're, we're, we're on the right road. They're, they're mad again. Right. We're, we're trying to make them glad, and they're saying, well, y'all make, y'all make us mad. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm sad because you're mad. You ought to just take a look at it. Won't you be glad? But, Won't but you be glad. But think about it, Jess. Think got a Dr. Phil. <laughs> Dr. Phil. Sad, sad, and glad. It all works out in 75 years. I've seen it come and go, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sad by what you're telling me, whoever's doing the talking at the time, you know. But uh, yesterday, though, a couple of interviews, and they went well, and the guys were fair, and uh, – Yep. They said they identified themselves in California, and I was thinking, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> but no, not at all. They were, they were just as, uh, as, as nice as they could be, and I told them what I believed. Every time they'd ask me a question, I'd read a Bible verse. They'd ask me another question, I'd read another Bible verse. They'd ask me a question, I'd read a Bible verse. I just thought it would be better that way, you know, in my opinion, what I think, well, that doesn't amount to nothing. Yeah. I just said, well, let me read you about this. These are old writings. And I'd read them a verse or two, and then I'd read them a verse or two. But we went back and forth, you know. But to their credit, I, I was uh, treated very fairly. Well, uh, let's take a break. So one of the things I think we can all three agree on, because we disagree on some things we do this this podcast, but we can all agree 
that Tommy John underwear are the best <laughs> underwear we've ever had. Yeah. Is that is that fair, Dash? Can we say yeah, that? I, I'm on a Dad, we finally got Dad on board because, uh, he, you know, for a while he wouldn't try it. Then he then he wanted to try it, and we had to get him some. And, and yet here we are. Here we are. Here we are discussing underwear because they're great. And we really encourage you to check these guys out. Um, you go to TommyJohn.com slash Phil, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. Uh, TommyJohn.com slash Phil, 20% off. Uh, see their site for details. But I'm telling you, you're going to love these underwear because they don't ride up and they wick, which as you get older or especially working outside in the summertime, you know, bunched up wet underwear, no good. And these don't do that, which is fantastic. So they're really well made. Check them out. TommyJohn.com slash Phil, 20% off. One of the things I've noticed that in my travels, because it, it's kind of been ironic the last couple of years, I'm mostly going to what is called what the people on a map call the blue states, which are democratically controlled states, which is what you mentioned, California, Illinois, Northeast. And it's amazing because every time I go, I mean, there are there's a packed house of people that are living there. And you have these ideas like because you see something come out of the Capitol or whatever. But I mean, behind enemy, I always tell myself, I parachuted in behind enemy lines and I found the like mine. There are people all over the country. There are. In these states that they just, it's unfortunate. It's like the ones I met in Southern Illinois. They're being controlled by everybody in Chicago and the politics of that. But these are just great people, good Christian folks, you know, but they just happen to live in a place that has, you know, not, not the best leadership. So. Yep. But the true enemy is, I mean, Ephesians say it's not flesh and blood. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's the spiritual forces <clears throat> of evil, and you'll find that in every state. I don't care what color it is. But you know, I told those. I, I spoke to a bunch of church leaders in Illinois, and I told them, I said, "You guys, I'm sure it gets a little bit tough. You're in small farm towns. Churches don't grow fast because communities aren't growing. I mean, a lot of people have left." I said, "But I'm telling you something. You you keep doing what you're doing." Because I think we're going to have a reset at some point. It's already started in some states. And these people are going to come out of these hellscape big cities. They're going to get tired of living that where the there's crime a, is so bad. There's a exodus right now. You know where they're going to go? They're going to go back to a farm. They're going to go someplace where they can raise their family and not have to have all I'm this I'm seeing crime. more and more of that. It gives me, makes me feel better about the whole thing. Me too. And so I think that's why I told them. I said, look, you guys, I'm in here to encourage you. I mean, keep preaching the gospel. You know, keep the the flock you have. You keep tending it, but I, trust me, they're going to people. They're going to come. They're going to come, and when they come, they're not going to know anything about the Bible yep. or about God. Yep. And you're going to be the ones that tell them. So that's my encouragement to anybody that's out there because you you start thinking, well, man, I don't know, nothing seems to be growing or happening where I'm at. But look, if you continue to be committed to God. People, they'll come. At yep. some point, they go. We see them come every week, don't we, Dad? I mean, they come oh, from yeah. all over the country. We sure do. I met two families, Jace, Sunday. One was from Idaho. One was from Indiana. And they were visiting WFR, and I preached Sunday. And they were like, well, you know, we're uh, Miss Grace is taking us around. We're looking for property here. I said, y'all going to move to West Monroe? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. They said, it's too cold where we are, and we don't have any, <laughs> we don't have a good church setting, and we want to come here. And I was like, well, come on. You know what I mean? So I was, it's uh, pretty amazing. I was at a <clears throat> bed and breakfast type thing yesterday and the guy because i was scouting for the show just to see if there, it was an old place mm -hmm. and uh the guy was he said he 
when we introduced ourselves, he was like, well, I'm a retired pastor. I just retired. I was like, oh, really? And, uh, but he's like, you can come, you can look at my place anytime. I mean, I'm, a, I'm open for the public. And I was, the more we got to talking, of course, I told, I, he asked me what I did. I said, well, we have a podcast, but he had never yep. heard of it. Or, But the more he got to talking, because I was like, well, where, where have you been? You know, what, what kind of pastor were you? Or and he's like, well, I started a few churches and all. But the more he talked, the more I felt like he just, had kind of been just beaten up by organized religion. Yeah, you know, he a lot just, of people it, like it that. It seems sad the more I listened to him. And he's like, you know, I finally just decided I retired from that, but where I'm, what my wife and I want to do now is use this place to bring, you know, the world in, and we're just going to share Jesus with the world. And I was like, I like that plan. That's a good plan. <laughs> Old John Adams had it right way back. You know, what, second second or third president of the United States, he said when he read what James Madison, when he hammered out the Constitution, he said this Constitution was written for a religious and moral person, people. And he said it is wholly inadequate for any other. So they've just been eating away at the Constitution for the last 50 years, really, and it's accelerated. So, and, And what you now have is the results of that. And it's not a pretty picture. No, and I think it'll play itself We're fixing out. fixing to find out where the godly are here in the next 30 years. So we had a state trooper that has retired. Uh, that was He and his family were through a few weeks ago. He gave me this. This was a patch off of his uniform for, to give to us because he said we were such an impact on his life spiritually. And he's out of Connecticut? Connecticut. Boy, that's a— And he was ooh. traveling. He had retired, so he, was, he and his family were traveling all around the country, and one of their stops was West Monroe, so he could give me that patch hey. for us. I mean, it's just—it's very humbling for us, yeah. you know. What I, what I brought that up for is because, you know, we're in First Corinthians, and <clears throat> it really comes down to a love problem. You, you, can, you can have all these— these things that you think you're right on. Because it's been difficult. Some of the things we're talking about in First Corinthians, I mean, look, we're giving our best shot here on trying to understand their culture and what was going on. Right. But these people that are running around trying to get everything theologically right or claiming to be right on everything, it, it won't matter if you don't love. If you don't love God and you don't love people, and I feel like the further we're getting into Corinthians, and the reason I keep bringing up this this point that Paul keeps bringing up about this is relational. I mean, I think the last thing thing I read last time was when in 1 Corinthians 12, 4, he said there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Why is he making it a point to name the three aspects of the Trinity here? I mean, why would he be doing that? Right. I mean, <clears throat> and he does it over and 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 over again. Because really, it's what Jesus said. When you lose that that relational aspect of it, that's why he said, well, what commands should we keep? They were trying to trap him. He said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbors. I mean, the part he's not saying is, if you do that and you love your neighbor yourself, you'll figure the rest of it out. Yep, yep. What else was his point? Right. And so here you got in Corinth, same thing. And the reason I brought up that guy about that I seemed like he'd been beat up, 
is the same concept. Mm-hmm. He said, boy, I've been involved in more arguments and church splits and people getting mad over this. And, and so I brought up what we're doing in Corinthians. You know, I was like, maybe you should listen listen to our podcast. I was like, because I guarantee you whatever you went through wasn't as bad as what was going on at Corinth. They had yep. forgotten the gospel and they didn't love anybody. Which is kind of interesting. Let's take our last break. Which is kind of interesting, Jace, because the, you know, the what you just described is that's kind of our reboot in our walk. If we get off track somehow, if the reboot is, am I loving God fully, and am I loving other people? Because usually, if you have some kind of breakdown, it's going to break down in one of those two areas. Whenever I was preaching Sunday, in my conclusion of my lesson, because I was on that, it was in First Corinthians nine. And you remember that's where he's laying out kind of his case about giving up his liberties. And at the end is that thing about the Isthmus games where he's like mm. talks about training. And I said, you know, there, there are three, I've identified three adversaries because when you're running the race, you're not really running against other people because you're all trying to finish. So he makes the point. It's not like a typical race where other people are your competitors and I, I, I mentioned the Boston Marathon. We, Lisa and I were there. Everybody's just trying to finish. Somebody did win the race, yeah. but nobody knows who that person is except race people. Everybody else, they were like, I finished. I yeah. finished. And there was joy in finishing. So mm-hmm. I said there's three adversaries that try to block your, your race, your running of your race. One is yourself because that's the biggest hurdle that you have to get over is your own self. James 3. Where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Exactly. And so what I said, so I said, so some of you out here today, you're listening and you're thinking, man, that's me. And I said, but you know, the reboot is love God, love your neighbor, and stay humble. If you do those three things, you're going to be on the right track. The second one was your peers, the people who you surround yourself with. Because I said, if you're around a bunch of bitter, jealous, angry people, mm-hmm. you're going to have a hard time winning the race. You know, yeah. finishing. And then the third one was, of course, the evil one, because he's constantly working against you, trying to trip you up. So it was really it was really a good way to finish that idea. But you, you sparked that when you said that a minute ago, because you're right. That's that's the hardest part, Yeah, is to break it back down to that place. Well, he gets there. I mean, you know, when he gets to 12, he's like, the body's a unit. And though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body because what was their biggest problem the whole time divisions right they were all divided up and they weren't recognized that we're going to have god as our father we're sons and daughters that's going to affect our relationships with the husbands and wives that's why all this is going into that and your sons and daughters you're going to have jesus as your lord we're all going to unite on making jesus known and we're going to be carried along by the holy spirit right so evidently the divisions were coming because that wasn't what we were united on. Everything else should launch from there. Right. That's why when I go to other churches, I say, let's unite on what I just got through saying. And I'm not really worried about the rest of it at this point. It makes people, they can't stand that, you right. know, religious people. And they hear that because they're like, 
well, I don't agree with that, or I don't agree with that. But I've never been to a church in my life where I agreed with 100% everything that was said 100% of the time. It's never happened in my life. If that's what you're searching for, you're going to wind up alone in a cabin in the woods, <laughs> angry, <laughs> and mad at the world, and you're not. God's not going to be using you. That's not what this is about. Right. It's about us, despite our differences, coming together. So then he says, so it is with Christ. I mean, this is an interesting phrase here. Maybe you can give your opinion on it. For we were all baptized by or with or in, is what mine says, yep. uh, in one spirit, into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, uh, bond or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. So what do you think? Well, <clears throat> I think he's going back to the same imagery that he used back in chapter 10. Yeah, when he said they were baptized right. into the cloud. The cloud and the water, you know, the sea on the other side. I mean, I always thought this was like baptism. You know, we going back to born of water and spirit or. Well, and then uh, he said, remember when he said, even even the nourishment you got the out of the rock, that was Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the idea about living water. So I think the idea was, is that God has always provided a way for us to be able to experience this idea of not only of salvation, but also working with other people. And he pointed even all the way back to when they came out of slavery in Israel, which was interesting. So I think it's well, just an extension of that idea. I was thinking, you know, that when Jesus used baptism of the Holy Spirit in the Gospels, yep. he was predicting what would happen, I believe, in Acts 2, when the Spirit was... Pour, unleashed, poured out. You know, why is something poured out? So you can drink it. So when the, it says in the end of verse 13, and we are all given the one spirit to drink, Yeah, I thought this was more in line with like what happened in Acts 2.38. Because if you read Acts 2, I mean, maybe I'm thinking too simplistic here, but uh, when you read Acts 2.33, when he's sharing Jesus, Peter, first sermon here, post Jesus leaving, he said uh, Jesus was exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and poured out what you now see and hear. Right. So they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. There was fire. So now he's writing a letter to the Corinthians, and he's trying to get them to realize they're they're all housing one spirit right different people one spirit so i th i i thought it was like i said about the phone it's the reboot it's the rebirth mm -hmm. you die you're buried you're resurrected god puts the spirit in you and now you despite your differences we're working together for the common good and the way the, the way you ascertain that is whether they love one another or not which they, they had a problem with that Dear friends, here's John. He says it best. This would have been perfect for the Corinthians to read. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, and what Paul keeps trying to get the Corinthians to see, but that he loved us 
and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The Corinthians had not, were not putting that into practice. No one's ever seen God, uh, regardless of all the stories you hear. No one has ever seen God, according to John Apostle, speaking by the power of the Spirit. But if we love each other, you're like, no one's ever seen him. But if we love each other, uh, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he's given us of his spirit, which goes back to the where Jay started. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body, Jews, Greeks, whatever, give the same spirit to drink. And we've seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. It's not rocket science. I mean, I, I added that. He doesn't say anything about <laughs> rocket science. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, he came in flesh, died on a cross, buried and raised. God lives in him, and he in God. And so we know, and here's one that most people forget, and rely we rely on the love God has for us because without his mercy and sacrifice through Jesus becomes flesh, keeps the law perfectly, dies to get us out from under it. He's going to say in the next letter, God made him who had no sin mm -hmm. to be sin for us so that in him, and First Corinthians, what Jesus read, we're all baptized by one spirit, in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you put it all together, you say it's really not complex, but it is rather profound when you're looking at it and you're saying, yeah, I agree. Except, I, for the, except for the spirit, uh, him giving us, if he had not given us the spirit, Al, we would be floundering around to this day. Well, and it's, it's uh, to Jason's point, it's, it's, perf it's the perfect unity that you see within the Godhead that's itself. That's right. It is, but the previous paragraph is going to be, a little more complex because he said to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good different and, gifts and you have different gifts well some of them are miraculous and, and your and, gift Jace, may be greater than my gift right. but i need to learn to say i don't care that's, that's it's it. all right I, well let's I, uh I, let's I, let's talk about that in the overtime segment because i want to get into yeah because you get into well, are these miracles still happening today right. as they were That's given here? Or was it just because the apostles were alive? And, you know, so it's an interesting thing. Yeah, but I know one thing. It, whoever's doing it, verse 11 says the Spirit's determining that. Not That's exactly me. right. So yep. it's not up to us. All right, we'll talk about that in our uh, Unashamed Overtime segment. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.